have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. And as usual, we have a very intellectual show for you today. We're going to be talking about women's health and sexuality. I invited Maureen Pollack, the CEO of Mojo Enterprise, the inventor of the water slide, and the co-owner of Lovability Incorporated. Both are female-owned sex toy and sexual wellness companies. I first met Maureen a few months back at the New York Sex Expo, and she was so well-spoken on the panel for women in sex tech that I just had to have her on to continue the conversation. During this episode, we're going to be discussing female pleasure, how sex toys can spice up your sex life, why talking about women's sexuality is still so taboo, as well as the monumental impact that women are having in the sex tech industry. And later in today's show, I'll also be answering some questions from you, the audience, during my Letter Selexi segment. If you want me to give you lectural advice with the bonus help of my special guest or guests each week, write into me at Lexi at SDC.com and connect with me on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. Now, before we start our chat with Maureen, I want to thank our sponsor, SDC.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you can also access the world's largest lifestyle dating platform of over 1 million active members. Use my special promo code 7070 to get two months free at SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. So, get ready to fearlessly embrace your lectuality with Maureen and I. Let me tell you a little bit more about my special guest today. Maureen Pollack is the CEO of Mojo Enterprise and the inventor of the water slide, which we're going to talk about later because uh, I have one. She gave me one, so uh, I've had a chance to test it out, so I will share that with you soon. It is a revolutionary, and it really is, a patented feminine hygiene device and stimulator. She's also the co-owner of Lovability Inc., a women-owned lifestyle platform platform that empowers girls and women to take control of their sexual health and wellness. Maureen also believes in removing the stigma around sexual pleasure and personal hygiene, advocating for every woman's right to feel comfortable and confident in all aspects of her life. As an entrepreneur and innovator, Maureen strives to support women in all the stages of their lives to embrace self-love and intimacy through coaching and products. Welcome to my show, Maureen. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yay, thanks for having me, Lexi. It was really fun meeting you in New York. I'm really glad we had an opportunity to connect. I know you were very busy and very in demand. Thank you. It seemed like I was busy, but when I was speaking to you, everybody else disappeared. That is the ultimate compliment right there. Thank you. (laughs) So I want to talk a little bit about your first forays into this incredible industry because your story is very interesting. So I want to know, what made you decide to enter the world of sex toys? Yeah, well, it kind of happened to me. Um, (laughs) I don't know if I should go into the the whole story, but long story short, when I was 15, I came up with this idea for a water stimulator. And fast forward 15 years, I was telling my OBGYN how this could help her patients because she was inquiring about different techniques because I'm an intimacy coach. And when I told her about the concept for the water slide, hoping she would run with it because it's her profession, 
she came back to me saying that they want to invest. The practice thinks it's a must have in the industry. So having a professional come wanting to back it with money is what made me start. That's amazing. I know the water slide has a lot of uses for a little bit of context. Okay. And I'll I'll tell you a bit about me experimenting with this thing. Basically, the water slide is this ingenious tool that you basically just strap onto the faucet and you let the water slide down. There's a million different uses for it practically, but it is quite stimulating because if you're there with your leg spread and you are just there to, you know, maybe get a little extra spark before you're about to masturbate or be with your lover or whatever it is, you can control the flow of the water and the sensation is very unique. It feels really, really refreshing and just warm and all the good feelings that you want to feel. But because there's like a pressure to it, right, because it's water, if you have it on like a fairly high pressure, you can do some very interesting things. (laughs) So what are some other uses of the water slide? So the water slide, the two main uses are for feminine hygiene and stimulation, as I'm sure you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have figured out over the years from people writing into me all these other uses that I never thought of that make me so happy and proud. Some of them include people with disabilities. Um, Again, with the hygiene and pleasure, not being able to use your hands or your dexterity is off or you're paralyzed. There's all these different reasons, arthritis, that people can't use pleasure products or um, even their hands on themselves or partners. So I never asked myself that question, like, what do you do? How do you clean yourself for feminine hygiene if you have mobility problems? So I've had numerous letters and people writing to me just saying, thank you for that. Um, Another one, which it's a little controversial because it involves a minor. However, it's uh, a mother wrote to me saying that she has a teenage daughter who has special needs and she has sensory issues and she will not clean herself. And it became a a serious problem. She was getting staph infections and she said she bought the water slide, put it on her faucet and just said nothing and let her daughter figure it out on her own. She enjoyed it and she's now clean. So it it solved that problem. I've had people write to me saying that their kids actually love to play with it as a toy and it's something (laughs) that they could leave out. Showerhead, you leave out your showerhead, nobody says anything. Mm-hmm. Removing the stigma around sexual health and pleasure, it's out there, it's benign, it's non intimidating. And I don't know if people are watching or not, but it, this is it it's just a simple pink plastic water diverter. Um, anybody could use it. It's, I have porn stars who love it, I have grandmas who love it, and uh, all across the board, any vulva owner right now can enjoy it. So we're going to hear about how people can pick that up later on. Definitely. Because it is a must have for sure. It's so simple and ingenious. So when you first started developing this incredible water slide, what was maybe a big challenge that you encountered? And how did you surmount that? Sure. Um, So I had the concept for 15 years just sitting in my head and I never ran with it. And I could tell you if you want a little bit later how I actually came up with the idea. It was a beautiful accident. Um, but I, I drew it out on a piece of paper and then I started making prototypes. I was like, I'm just going to make this for myself. And I cut two liter bottles of soda. I went with PVC pipes. I tried even paper mache, which did not work. <laughs> um, and then I had a friend over at my house for a Shabbat dinner and um, I was telling him my struggles. He owns a factory and he makes mattresses. And I was saying, I would love to make this prototype, but I just want it to work. 
Um, so you suggested 3D printing. And anybody out there who's looking to even just invent something for themselves or DIY, 3D printers are phenomenal. So <laughs> I <laughs> let your imagination run wild. But he came over and my husband was there and I pretty much said, okay, I wanted to drop here over this and he made a 3D model and I sent it into a company called Shapeways where you don't need a 3D printer. You don't need to have, you could go to the library too, by the way, with your file. <laughs> it's, uh, centered. And so Shapeways just for like $200 shipped it to me and that was my working prototype. It, it worked right off the bat. Oh, wow. That's a, a very interesting story. Now you're making me want to get a 3D printer just so I can experiment with all the things that I can do. Mm-hmm. So we just talked about some of the really interesting uses for the water slide and very convenient uses for the water slide. So how did you come up with it, you little pervert you? Oh, wow. I'm so perverted. Uh, (laughs) It's like going to be the cure for cancer. And I just like, oh, it's for pleasure. Here you go. Um, I was 15 and I was taking a bath and I went to go sit up in the bathtub and I grabbed onto the faucet and the faucet popped off. And behind the faucet, you have a pipe that shoots straight forward. And when it was on, the water came shooting out, hit me in the face, and I backed up and it hit me somewhere else. And I don't know. I'm sure you can imagine being 15. My hormones were raging. I had all these like thoughts in my head about if I was having sex, I was a slut. Um, I didn't want to hook up with anybody because I didn't know them. And whatever my feelings were, my hormones were not on par. And they mm-hmm. were raging. And I was a person who, I've been masturbating since I was three, about every single day, but it wasn't like the bathtub water. I probably took about four baths a day at that point. (laughs) I blamed myself for the water shortage in California, and my father fixed it. And I remember literally breaking the faucet again, trying to recreate that moment. And I did it. I was like, Eureka, I broke like a 15-year-old girl, like yanked off the faucet. And I enjoyed it for another week. And then when my dad was like, what the hell? How did this happen? I, I, was, I was mortified. I was like, oh, you know, uh, I need a shower head to wash my hair. So it wasn't the same. I just remembered I thought about using the water in that same way for years. And I could never recreate it exactly. The shower head was too sharp, too powerful. I would scoot under the faucet. But my butt would, you know, cover the drain and I would be stuck in those situations like the water's filling up. Do I want to breathe or do I want to finish? I mean, that could be a key for some people. But for me, I was scared I was going to die there. So I, I don't know. I just always wanted the water to come to me so I could lay comfortably in the tub and not do bathtub yoga. And I kind of let it go, like, all right, that was wonderful. Um, But I always dreamt about the water coming to me and having that dull sensation that created the most intense orgasms ever. Ooh, ooh, intense orgasms. Yeah, that would also probably make me want to try to figure out a way to access that kind of pleasure on demand. Yes. I love this invention and I adore you too. And I want to know, there are so many women right now who are very influential in, in the realm of sex tech. And I mean, so are you. And I want to know what kind of influences women have in this industry versus, let's say, a male perspective on sex toys. Sure. I mean, one thing right off the bat I could think of is men have dominated this industry and they have a different way of thinking. One's not right or wrong. But if I'm going to purchase a product for myself, 
from my vulva, I want to personally have an external, let's say. A lot of men go straight to internal. So it's phallic, it is graphic, it is pornographic. And I think women are very creative beings. We don't necessarily need to have, some of us want to have it, but we don't need to have pornographic images to show what we are looking at. Maybe if a man's purchasing it, he might want to look at somebody, but most of the women I know, we just want to know if it's going to work or how it's going to benefit us or if it's body safe. That is the big, for me, number one reason is so many toys and products out there, they're just trying to make money or just mass produce it. And this is going inside of my body or outside of my body. So I think women in sex tech are being incredibly innovative. They're creative. They're speaking to and for and with us. And it's all about our health and pleasure and not just about making a buck. Yeah, no, that's true. The body safe thing is super important. I mean, um, if you're taking a toy out of the packaging and it just reeks of chemicals, that even after you wash it and clean it and disinfect it and do all the things, it still smells like something chemical. Maureen is sniffing the water slide right now. It's it's made out of uh, body safe plastic. Yes, it's high sterling plastic. It's a similar compound, even higher higher quality than what's in your pipes, PVC pipes, so it can withstand very high temperatures, more than your body can. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to talk a little bit more about the beauty of sex toys and all of the dirty little things that we can do with them. Right after this, we're just going to take a little quick break. For now, I just want to tell you all a little bit about the world's largest adult sex ed platform, SDC.com, where you can find loads of information about sex, health, and relationships. Watch videos, listen to podcasts, and read articles from professionals around the world like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, Dr. Elizabeth Sheff, John and Jackie Melfi of Open Love 101, and many more SDC contributors. As a bonus, I'll just add my name to the list because you can also find lots of lectual resources on SDC.com that I've contributed to, so you can check those out. Now, Maureen and I were just talking about sex toys and how it's so important for them to be body safe so we know that we are all good using it and the only thing we get out of using it is pleasure. I want to talk about pleasure and I want to talk about masturbation. I talk a lot about masturbation because I think it is super important. But for you, how can masturbation contribute to a greater sexual wellness? Oh, it's so beautiful. I actually am in the midst of writing up a research project called the Intimacy Research Project. And my hypothesis is, is when women masturbate, it increases our intimacy. And the more we use it, the more we want it. We get to know our body. And it is not, masturbation doesn't necessarily mean I'm not going to be with you. If anything, it brings couples together and you can have a more pleasurable experience when you are together. As opposed to, and I don't want to, this is going to be controversial, I don't want to put down male masturbation, but from what I've seen, when a male masturbates in, let's say, a 24-hour period, on average, they're satisfied, they're satiated, they're done. When a woman masturbates, she's more likely to want to have intercourse, sometimes directly afterwards, and she's more likely to have multiple orgasms because it takes, on average, about 20 minutes for a woman to be fully aroused. So masturbate away, get to know your body, <laughs> it's healthy, you're happier, you're less bitchy, I mean, I could go on. I mean, how much time do we have on why masturbation is great? Oh, my God. All the time in the world because it is such a key part of, you know, learning how our bodies work, what we like, what we don't like. And I say this all the time, but 
how else are you going to be able to communicate to your partner what you do and don't like if you don't even know what you do and don't like? Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the idea of masturbation as a primer for sex with your partner because it's foreplay. Do it in front of them too. It doesn't necessarily have to be, I'll be back. I'm going to go take care of myself and then you can do that. Yeah. But it's, it's super hot watching each other masturbate. Oh, I love how perverted you are. This is perfect. I'm so yeah, glad you're here. Perverted. No. <laughs> it's okay. I, it takes one to know one, I guess. So. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about why some people don't use sex toys. Because you were just saying before, you know, masturbation is not a replacement for sex, let's say, with your partner. And I know some people who don't want to use toys because they don't want to, you know, ruin their sex lives uh, or they, you know, maybe their partner doesn't, you know, might feel threatened Mm -hmm. by having sex toys because they don't want to get replaced. Right. So I want to know what you would say to that. I mean, I mean, it's a kind of a deep question on why they feel threatened because it's sometimes it comes down to the ultimate question. Do you want to see your partner pleasured? Do you want that pleasure to come solely from you? And it's okay to answer yes. It's okay that you don't want to add things in. Everybody has their own thing. As long as there's a communication and you're not dominating over your partner. And I kind of have a philosophy where one person's pleasure does not override somebody's pain. So for whatever reason, if it does bring pain to your partner that sex toys are just, they're not comfortable with, I would say ease into it and show them together and reinforce. And when they have their dopamine release that they're having a pleasurable experience, they might not feel so threatened that you're coming together more and you're happier. Some people have it with religious reasons. Some people, it's their culture. So one of the things with the water slide that I've been told is that they could say they're using it for hygiene. It's not a giant penis that maybe intimidates their partner that how come you're putting that inside of you instead of me? This is, no, sweetie, I am using this to get freshened up. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with a woman's sense. It's just if you choose to get freshened up. Mm -hmm. And this is a non-intimidating way. It's just water. It's not replacing you. So that's one of the things I would say is an introduction to people who are curious about sex toys and are intimidated. Oh, good. That's a great answer. (laughs) And how can using sex toys during partner play, if it is something you want to incorporate with your partner, because maybe you've just never done that before. And maybe your partner is the kind of person who might feel threatened. How can you start off doing that? Yeah, I I don't mean to keep bringing the water slide into the mix. Yeah, I know. It's great. Do it. But um, one of like a really beautiful romantic thing is to be together in the tub and having him or her sitting behind you. And that's a way to incorporate the play together and having your partner, you know, they could use their hands and you could use your hands because it's a hands-free device. And using it is just like a stimulation for foreplay, just like having a glass of wine for some people or lighting candles or putting on music or putting on lingerie. This is going straight to the biological and physiological desires and increasing your blood flow, not to sound clinical. Um, So that's a romantic way. And then there's other products, like one of my favorites is the Love Crave, the Vespa necklace. And that's really lovely because it's a high-powered vibrator, but it's jewelry. So again, it's not intimidating. It's not replacing. And you could use that on your clitoris while you're having intercourse because it's small and it doesn't get in the way. So, and you could use it on your partner as well. So it's a dual play, like you could use it to tickle them. And that's a way to incorporate play together as opposed to separating. 
I like that. Starting with those little toys, but also using it on yourself and masturbating in front of your partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely is a really good way to show them all of the potential benefits, right? Because if you're getting off too and they want you to have pleasure, they're going to be pretty happy that you're trying to find ways to increase that. And I think that also increases the intimacy between you. Yes, it's beautiful. And also you could have a safety word, you know, if you feel uncomfortable at any time, if this is bothering you, it's okay. And just opening the conversation. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I've heard from a lot of people who have a lot of sex toys. Like I have a whole closet full of sex toys. I will say it's a little bit crazy. It is a very kinky closet and I do like it. You don't have to have a whole bunch of sex toys just to enjoy your sex life or to masturbate. If you've never bought a sex toy before, you can start with like one of the toys that Maureen suggested, something small, you know, sex toys are different for everyone. Maybe they like it and you won't. That's why it's nice to test out different things. Probably why I have a massive closet full of stuff because, uh, I like to try different things and see what different sensations I can get from them. But yeah, it doesn't have to be a very intimidating experience for you either. Well said. (laughs) And so coming up right after the segment, I'm going to answer some of your letters to Lexi. But first, I want to invite all of you globetrotters out there to fulfill your wanderlust with SDC Travel, where you can enjoy an adventure with other like-minded couples. Check out our annual trip to Greece, where we'll be lavishing in the sun on the vibrant island of Crete. Indulge in the all-inclusive luxury event resort in the Mediterranean, where you can eat, drink, bare your skin, swim, and play like Greek gods and goddesses. If you're seeking adventure and the erotic allure of hidden coves, naked beaches, and our SDC theme parties and playrooms, join us this May 2020 for our SDC takeover of Crete. Book your rooms now at sdc.com slash travel. Now, before we get to our letters to Lexi segment, I have a couple more questions for Maureen. And we were talking about all of the different kinds of uses of sex toys and how to incorporate that into your sex life to increase the intimacy between you. And also just to experience pleasure because, I mean, sex toys are fun. We need to add more fun to our lives, okay? It's a nice, fun way to do that as an adult, okay? So I want to know, what is the big deal about talking about female pleasure? Why is it somehow still such a taboo topic? But Male pleasure is a given almost when we talk about sex. What's that all about? The only thing I could think of is that people just have a difficult time doing it. So it's not as easy as looking at something for women or stroking because let's be honest, like there's a reason why it's a $15 billion industry, female sex toys and male sex toys are very small because men could use their hand and they'd be done. They find it very difficult to use their hand. So maybe it's because it's difficult. Maybe it's because for thousands of years, it's been based around men, male pleasure. And it's just in recent time where it's a eureka moment where women like have amazing orgasms and we're sexual beings. So maybe it's because we're just new to the market. Um, But I'm I'm here to help remove that stigma because it's kind of BS in my opinion. (laughs) It's really BS in my opinion. And I'm happy that you're, you know, working toward making the talk about female pleasure less stigmatized. And I think that's really important. And I think you're right about, you know, men kind of having dominated that conversation for so many years. The reality is, is that we can experience pleasure as people with internal genitalia. Most people with internal genitalia don't even necessarily have an orgasm during penetrative sex. So I want to know, why is there so much shame around feminine hygiene? I'm not really sure where it stems from, and I would love to find the answer. Uh, All I can say is that 
in general, I find products that are designed for women on the market, whether it's shampoos or lotions, it's all these pungent smells and scents. When you really get down to the core in your pheromones, our scent is beautiful. It is an erotic, arousing scent, not a smell. And if you do have a smell, maybe there's something going on and it is a dark, moist area. So if you are out jogging for all day long wearing tight yoga pants, like it's okay to get freshened up. And it's equally okay to love your smell, love your scent. So I, that's one of the reasons why I really promote the water slide for feminine hygiene because the medical journals even say that even soaps and douches are out and water washing over the labia is the best way to clean your vulva. And I, I don't know why. I, I really have no idea why people wouldn't like our scent. It's beautiful. <laughs> and there are so many products out there that are designed to make our, our vulvas smell like, I don't know, pine, new car smell, whatever all these weird flowery things and fruity things are. And the reality is those are quite damaging to the internal flora and the very delicate balance that is happening naturally inside your vagina that are normal behaviors. You know, the vagina is self-cleaning. It's like an oven, okay? So it's a pretty amazing thing. We don't need to douche and do all of these things in order to be clean. For me, I think it's the perception of women not being allowed to be sexual creatures and that if you did have sexual desires that you were a whore or a slut and that was a negative thing. But a man having those desires was more normalized, still is. I was just going to add real quick, uh, as you were saying the different scents that they've tried to make vaginas smell like, maybe it's a kink for them. Maybe really deep down they want to have sex with a pine tree or a flower. <laughs> I mean, they want to have sex with a vagina, let it smell like a vagina. Just a thought. I like your thought. Vaginas should smell like vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> I said, we said vagina. Yeah. Oh my God. Vagina, vagina. <laughs> it's not a dirty word. It is a, a, it's a biological word. There are so many other words that are made up for it. It's hilarious, but um, yeah, I'm not going to get into very dirty and fun euphemisms. We'll do that another time, but I want to know who taught you about your body when you're growing up and what were you taught about your body? Because I feel like when we're going through adolescence and our body is going through a lot of different changes, we talk, get spoken to by certain people theoretically, or we try to get information about what's going on in our bodies. And I feel like that really affects our later views of sexuality in our bodies. Well, how about you? How'd that work out for you? So I, I want to attribute, I just want to take a moment to say, thank you, mom, <laughs> for not shutting down my sexuality. Um, I was kicked out of kindergarten for masturbating and humping the stuffed animals during nap time. I think I was just very, very lucky where one day I was cuddling with my teddy bear a little too strong and over and over again. And I figured it out at a young age that something felt right. But my mom never punished me for it. And I've actually had a lot of patients or clients come to me and say that they were punished for masturbating or they were embarrassed by it. My mom really just said to me when she would see me doing it out in public, wherever we were, I would do it. She would just say to me, Maureen, it's okay what you're doing. I get it. I totally get it. But you just want to make sure you do it in private because you're dealing with your privates. If it has to do with your privates, like when you're going to the bathroom, you do it in private and you're doing other stuff with your private. So go to your room and wash your hands when you're done. <laughs> so it was never, I was never a stifled, shall we say, with my sexuality. Um, 
but I did have a very classical upbringing with um, wait till you're older, try to save your virginity for as long as you can. And I don't know, I don't want to bash it, but I kind of like feel like I missed out on some of my like hormone surges, like, oh, it would have been so much fun. But there, I also was taking care of myself, so I wasn't really missing out on too much. <laughs> I think that's amazing because a lot of parents, when they see their kids masturbating, touching themselves, exploring themselves, all of these things are very normal. But that initial feeling, being told like, oh, don't do that, that's wrong, that's bad, you know, or being embarrassed, you're imposing your views on your child. Your kid's going to internalize that. And it's totally fine. I love what your mom said. You know, you do it in private. I think that's great. That's probably why you have such healthy views about masturbation and sexuality now. Yeah, I, I do attribute a lot of what I do. And um, I thank her quite frequently uh, for not stifling who I am on the inside. And then as I grew older, my first class when I went to college was psychology of human sexuality. Mm. And for me, listening to lectures about, I don't know, mathematics was great. I love science. But when I hit psychology of human sexuality and I got to dive deep into it, I was fascinated. And I still speak to my professor to this day every single week. So it's just a fascinating subject. I love that course. I've always been very interested in sex, but it's really great that you're able to, you have an ongoing love of just not, you know, sexuality in general, but also with the psychology of it and what makes us tick and what makes us desire and what makes us want certain things. Yeah, it's a great science. So what can we do to empower women to take charge of their sexual health and understand that we all deserve pleasure? Everybody deserves pleasure. Um, I think it begins with ourselves, removing guilt, um, giving permission to ourselves to indulge, um, taking time with yourself and pleasure, and not feeling any shame behind it. And then it goes to passing it on to other people around you. The more conversations you have and respecting people's boundaries, because not everybody is comfortable talking about it. But the more you are confident, you lead by example. And underneath it all, we all got here, most of us, probably 99.999% of the population got here from sex. So just the more open we are and respectful, I think, is a, a great start. That is very true. And we have to respect ourselves and our bodies. Just love yourself, loving yourself first and foremost. And then I think that's, for me, a huge one. I love that. Yeah. So I am ready, are you, to get into our letters to Lexi for the week? Oh, these are going to be fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the shameless no bullshit answer that your friends might not have the titanium ovaries or balls of steel to tell you. No question is ever too taboo or queer or weird. So don't be shy. I'm giggling because Maureen's laughing at that. You like that? Titanium ovaries? I love that. Why is a necklace, damn it? That sounds so cool. <laughs> but they have to be, you know, little ovaries, right? Oh. On the necklace. Yeah. And then like maybe a nice uterus and some in titanium. This all has to be done in titanium. And I want a clitoris one. An anatomically correct clitoris titanium. Oh, beautiful. The clitoris is beautiful. Most people think it's just like a little nub. Oh man, that thing is awesome. So many nerve endings extends so far below. And that's going to be your next business, okay? You're going to start designing jewelry for pervs like us, okay? Who love and celebrate the female body. <laughs> I love it. Done. <laughs> 
like you don't have enough projects going on. So I love getting messages from all of you. I've been getting messages from all of my different social media accounts in my email. I thank you very much for taking the time to write into me. And I'm going to get to a couple of questions today. Maureen is going to help me out too. So if you want to be on potentially my next letter, Selexi, write into me at Lexi at SDC.com. And you can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. All right. So my first letter here is from Nikki in Texas. Hi, Lexi. I am 30 and never masturbated or touched myself except for in the shower or to put on clothes. I've been with several sexual partners in the past and know that sex can be enjoyable, but I used to feel very weird about touching myself. Now I'm thinking of trying it for the first time, but I don't know what to do. I know it seems like a crazy question, but I thought you could give me some advice. Thank you. So I really invite you to discover this world of masturbation. It is a wonderful thing. It could only improve different areas of your life. You're going to experience so many things. But start, you know, start slow. Just start by maybe, Maureen and I were talking about, you don't have to go and get a vibrator or anything. Just start with your hands. Just start maybe by being in a comfortable place, turning on some music that, you know, is, is good for you, that makes you, that gets you in the mood and just use your hands, just explore your body with your hands so you can feel everything You can just caress your body in different ways, in different places, take your time. And when something is feeling good, just continue doing that. You can stop whenever you want. It's your own body. Just as long as you are feeling comfortable And I really think the taking your time thing is important and being in a space and a a time where you know you're not going to be interrupted because, oh my God, there is nothing worse than getting interrupted right as you are about to have an orgasm. I think it is like on my list of pet peeves. So try those things just to start without using any other toys or any other devices. So just start with your own hands would be my advice to you. What do you think, Maureen? Well, I, I do agree starting with your own hands and starting with what you have around you in your environment, whether it's your bed or your pillows or your bathtub. So mm-hmm. I, I, I know she doesn't have to go out and buy anything, but I really just want to take this opportunity and say I'd love to gift her a water slide. Oh. I, she gets the memo and you have a way I would be happy to send her one or send you one to give to her. Um, awesome. Thank you so much. What a nice offer. Thank you. Okay. I will take you up on that. I will make sure to connect with her and get you that information so you can send her one and she can enjoy it. Oh, that would make me happy. I would make me happy. And I'm sure her too. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so generous. Very sure. nice. Sure. Well, cool. Let's gift the gift of orgasms. That keeps giving. Over <laughs> I love it. This is how women can support each other. There you go. And, and by the way, just for the record, this is one of the only sex toys that you can share because it never touches you. It's the most hygienic product on the market. So um, gift away, ladies. There's so many great things that I love about the water slide. It was funny at first when my partner asked me, what's that hanging off the faucet? And I was like, okay, so <laughs> watch this. <laughs> and then he got it right away. So, you know, I just, a live demonstration was necessary, but it's not always necessary for everyone. Our second letter is from Alberto in New Mexico. So hi, Lexi. I've been married for five years and my wife and I are very happy sexually, or so I thought until I found her collection of sex toys and I didn't even know she had one let alone a full box of them 
am I not pleasing her enough sexually? Look, I can't answer that. I'm not in her head. I don't know what she's experiencing. I want to know more about this when you say that your wife and you are happy sexually. What does that mean? That can mean different things to different people and to different couples, right? Are you meeting each other's needs sexually? Are, are you communicating about what you each want to have out of an experience? Because orgasm, it doesn't always have to happen in a sexual experience. You could just enjoy the intimacy of being with each other. Orgasm is not the be all end all for sex, in my opinion. It's about connection and pleasure. So what does that mean? What is being happy and having a happy sex life mean to you? And what does it mean to her? That being said, having sex toys is not replacing you. Um, like we've talked about before, think of it as Maureen does, as something that can bring you together. Now that you know she has all of these sex toys, aren't you maybe a little curious about how she uses it or what it looks like when she uses them? So think of them as assisting to your sex life. Plus, if you say that you're happy, then clearly nothing is replacing the sexual pleasure that you are getting out of this relationship. So I wouldn't say you're not pleasing her enough sexually. Maybe she wants something a little bit different and maybe there is something that you can incorporate into your relationship. But the only way you're going to know is if you actually have a conversation about it. So maybe get started with that. Not accusing her of having toys or whatever, but really just saying, hey, you know, I happen to find this. Can we talk about it? I'd love to talk about how we can, you know, make our sex even better and and make our connection even deeper. What do you think, Maureen? I think you said that beautifully. Um, (laughs) You touched on the main thing that he said that they have a happy sex life. If he was coming to you and saying, hey, I'm not feeling a connection. Hey, I'm not getting it enough. I'm having a problem. And now I found all these. Then I would say maybe I'm more likely to go in that there's a problem route. But it sounds like she's exercising to work out with you. And I'm also hearing now you know it to get her. All these guys say, what do I get my wife for her birthday? What do I get for Christmas or Hanukkah? But now I know it to get her. We're going to find something she likes. So that is a very good idea. That's hot. And it is almost about that time to start giving gifts. So sex toys are definitely a good addition to anyone's collection, even if they're just getting started. Okay, so we have time for one more question. This one is from Nancy in Vancouver. Dear Lexi, I have a super sensitive clit and it almost becomes painful for me to play or be touched if it's too intense. Sometimes I'll stop sex because it's just too much to handle. Everything is fine when I masturbate because I know my body and can adjust. I don't want to discourage my new boyfriend from touching me because I enjoy being intimate with him, but I feel like even when I talk to him about it, it's very hard for him to understand and he's feeling frustrated that he can't please me. What do I do? Okay, so I'm hearing this guy wants to please you. So that is a major plus. Let's start with that, okay? So clearly, yeah, Maureen is clapping right now. You can't see, but she's clapping. (laughs) I think that's great. So that's a step in the right direction. So I think the idea is he wants to know what pleases you. And I know it's super hard, especially when you're in the moment, sometimes to properly communicate exactly how you want to be touched. So maybe show him. Uh, Maybe show him how you masturbate. Have you ever masturbated in front of him before? When we're talking about pleasure and what feels good for you, sometimes it's hard to show that. He might not be able to know how hard you're actually pressing it into your body. So maybe put his hand on top of yours or on top of the toy so he can get a feel for it. And as you guys are doing it together and you can make it, it's a joint, it could be a joint exercise or you can just do it independently and then play with him a little bit too. Involve him in this discovery. Maybe you'll also find new things that actually stimulate you in a different way that you didn't know before. But by 
showing him how you like to be pleased instead of just verbally communicating that to him. Maybe that will help a little bit, but also there shouldn't have to be this pressure during a sexual experience. If you want to stop at any time, that's fine. It doesn't sound like he's necessarily pressuring you to continue, but it sounds like he's just feeling kind of upset that he's not able to do that for you. So take your time, explore with each other, but make sure that you both are aware that the sexual experience or whatever playtime you have, it doesn't have to end in orgasm and it can just be enough that you were together and that you experience pleasure together in general. So I think putting, taking the pressure off of each of you to, for him to perform and also for you to perform in that way is super important to making every experience a lot lighter. And then you could focus on just the pleasure instead of thinking about all of these things while it's happening. Anyway, that's my take on it. Uh, Maureen, what do you think? (laughs) On top of everything that you just said, um, I would also wonder if it's a physiological, a pain that she's having. So if it's an internal dyspareunia, which is painful intercourse, and there's a product called the O-Nut, and it looks oh, like yeah. a donut, and there's three of them, and you, that's to help with penetration if, let's say, it's too deep and it's hurting your cervix. If you're having clitoral stimulation over sensory, sometimes simple lubricant, uh, body-safe lubricant can help with the friction and also stimulation beforehand. Again, back to that, because then you're, the, you're aroused, the blood is flowing there, and your tissues are more elastic. So it actually helps create a barrier for some of your nerve endings. So on top of everything that you just said, I, I think the communication and helping ease your way into it will help. Those are great recommendations. And yeah, it seems like, I mean, although there's, there are lots of different kinds of vaginal and vulva pain that you could experience, I, for me, you know, when she was saying that she could masturbate and, it, you know, it was okay for her when she masturbated, I, I can understand the overstimulation idea of that being painful. That, But yeah, no, definitely. Also, if you are experiencing actual pain, maybe there are some professionals who can maybe talk to you a little bit more about what might be going on there and see how they can help. Wow, this was a great segment. Thank you so much. I think this wraps up this week's letters to Lexi. So I'm just going to remind you again, if you want me to answer your questions about sex or relationships, email me at Lexi at SDC.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lexi with an I, silver with a Y. And see if I answer your question in my next episode. So thank you so much for joining me today, Maureen. I absolutely had so much fun. I love talking to you. I I know this could go on for Thank pretty long. I'm staying on, by the way. When this is over, I'm staying on and we're just going to keep chatting because I love hanging out with you every time. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. I feel so honored. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I had so much fun talking to you that first time. I think we I, we probably spoke for over an hour and, uh, you know, there was a whole event going on at the same time. Oh, <laughs> such bad networking. I was supposed to meet so many people and I was like, I met my person. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I distracted you like you were talking about before. Awesome. Okay. Mission accomplished. I'm very happy about that. You can also connect with Maureen at The Water Slide. That's Water Slide with a Y and Lovability Inc. on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out her awesome products at waterslide.com with a Y and lovabilityinc.com. Thank you so much for letting me hoard you. And thank you so much. Um, and that's hoard, right? With a D, not whore. Okay. Let's just be clear. I know maybe it sounded like 
whore, okay? It's okay. You whored me. It's okay. You're looking stigmas. Yes, let's remove those stigmas. Uh, thank you so much for everyone who listened today. That is it for this week's episode. And don't forget that you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships on sdc.com as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments. Use my promo code 7070 to get two months free at SDC and try it out for yourself. Tune in Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America's Variety Channel for my next show. And you can always get my podcast episodes on demand whenever you want them on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver, on Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay sexual, people. Bye. We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. 